Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. So we know, spoiler alert for those of you who have not yet seen The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> that at some point the scarecrow discovers that he's had a brain all along. As we're going on this journey of The Wizard of Oz, the scarecrow is just the first of several helpers that Dorothy meets on her journey. But in the story, we see them as characters outside of her, but they actually represent aspects of her. So as she's beginning out on her journey, and as we are going along with her, we start out on this journey, and we begin thinking that we don't have what it takes in all these different ways. And one of the ways that we tend to doubt ourselves, while we probably don't say, oh, if I only had a brain, we might say, well, I'm not smart enough for that. We might look at other people who have done whatever it is that we're aspiring to do, that we think they're so much more skilled than we are. And if only we had a brain like that, then maybe we'd be okay. But that's not true, of course. We already have whatever it is that we need inside of ourselves. And then when we look at the brain itself, what does that mean? What does it mean to be smart enough? What can we do if we have that capacity, which we do? There's so many aspects to it. I remember one time reading this book called seven kinds of smart. And many people, I, I've known a lot of people in my life, and maybe you have too, who think that they are stupid. And they think that they're stupid because in our education system, we tend to emphasize skills like reading and math. And if you don't happen to be somebody who's super great in those skills, you then assume you're stupid. And there, at least in the era I was growing up, there were more than plenty of people who were happy to tell you that. You know, other kids your age who, who saw that you couldn't do what they could do and they said, oh, you're stupid. You know, I, I know now, certainly with my grandson and probably those of you who have kids, that stupid is not a word that we're really allowing them to use because it's not a truth. It's not truth for anybody. There's more to life and to intelligence than whether you can read well or do math. I'm not saying that they can't read or do math, but the musical intelligence that Dave and Eric display, that's an amazing form of intelligence. People that are People that are artists, that's another kind of intelligence. People that are athletes, that's a body-knowing kind of intelligence. People who are really tuned into their inner world and understand their feelings and understand the feelings of other people. Those are other kinds of intelligence. And we all have our gifts. 
We don't have to have all seven kinds of smarts at the top of the chart. We just have to be paying attention to what our kinds of smarts are and using them. And we have to recognize that there's intelligence in the form of measurable things that you know, you, you're taught in school, but there's also things like intuition. So in the story, she's walking along and she comes to a fork in the road. And which way should she go? Have you ever been in that position in your life? Should I do this or should I do that? And you have the feeling that there's a right answer, right? If, I, if I'm supposed to do this and I do that, then I'm going to mess up. And what is the scarecrow who represents her intelligence? What is it that he says? Well, if you go this way, that's a pretty good road. But then again, if you go that way, that's a pretty good road. In other words, whatever road we take is a good road. And if we knew that, like just in your mind, go back to maybe a major decision in your life when you were really wondering, should I do this or should I do that? Can everybody think of one time? What if you'd had somebody like the scarecrow who could come and say to you, either way, it'll be good. What if that pressure had been off and then you could have just said, go this way. But it could have been with a lightness and a joy about it. Not like, oh, I hope I'm not gonna mess up. But knowing that every road is a good road. And you don't have to have regrets. Do any of you do the thing where you go back and think, oh, what if, what if I hadn't married that guy? <laughs> or what if I'd gone to school right after high school? Or what if I hadn't and I didn't spend all the time partying? Or what if I, you know, do you ever think that? <laughs> like, what if? If only I had done this, this slight turn in the road, maybe it would have been different. I think about this guy that I sort of fell in love with like right after high school for a month. And, um, what, and to be really specific, what I fell in love with was the letters that he wrote to me every day because I'm, I'm a writer and I loved the writing and it was like, oh my gosh, this communication, it's so wonderful. And, um, but anyway, I think about, well, what if instead of going into the convent, which is what I did do, <laughs> um, I had gone and found a life with that guy. And then I think about, oh my gosh, I was 17. I was not very wise in the way of the world. And he wasn't, you know, he had no education yet. What would we have done? And I think, oh, I'm so lucky <laughs> that I didn't do that. And yet, who knows, if every road's a good road, we would have figured something out. You know, life is rich and in a parallel universe, maybe I did do that and we wrote books together. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what we did? Um, the, 
But the point is that there is a guidance system for us that is always helping us to know. We have a powerful intuition and it will lead us where we need to go. And there are no bad roads because no matter which road we turn down, that guidance system is coming with us. Notice that before she made a choice of which road to go on, the choice that she made was to get the scarecrow down off his post. It was a choice to help someone, but it was also a choice to access her own intelligence and to own it and to realize that it's a part of her, that she needs to bring this intelligence with her, this knowing, her intuition, her imagination. When the scarecrow sings, he sings about, oh, if he only had a brain, i.e. if he only knew he had a brain, what would he do? He would spend the hours being in the present being in the present and looking at the flowers or the snowflakes or whatever it might be and letting that be good. Now, another aspect of intelligence that I want to touch on here is the brain itself. Today, we know that the brain is constantly growing. It's called neuroplasticity. It isn't rigid. When when I was a kid anyway, or younger, we were told that the brain was kind of limited. You know, you got to a certain point, and then if you spent the 60s doing the things many of us spent the 60s doing, you were chipping off brain cells right and left, right? And they're gone. <laughs> but that's not true. That's, we, don't, we don't believe that anymore. We believe it's called neuroplasticity. The brain is plastic. And it is affected by what we are feeding it. So if we are whiling away the hours, being in the present, gazing at what is beautiful, filling ourselves with, with reading or whatever that focuses on our spiritual truth, we are designing our brains in a different way than if we are sitting there and we're watching the disaster channel on the television and we're, we're spending our days with, oh no, oh no, oh no. Our brain responds. Somebody said that the brain is not a vessel to be filled. It is in like an inanimate vessel. It's more like a living creature that has an appetite and it responds to what we give it for nourishment. That's really profound, isn't it? That you could change your brain. When you do that, you open up a whole world of possibility. We know, can I say this? I think I can say this. Um, we know that 
we can see what we believe, right? And we can't see something if we don't believe it. So I have a really funny story about this. Um, we are excited because we have a new grandchild coming. And the way that we found out about this is because Jeff's daughter, Emma, came to visit us. And at one point she says, oh, I have something for you. And she went back and she got this package. Now, wait, stepping back, I'd had a conversation with Jeff just a couple nights before. And he was saying, you know, I don't think Emma's ever gonna have kids. And I, I don't really know why he thought this, but he thought this. So she brings out this package and she hands it to him and he opens it up and there is a pair of baby moccasins. So I look at this, you know, maybe it's an X chromosome, Y chromosome thing, I don't know, but I look at this and I'm thinking, yes, she's pregnant. And he looks at it and he's, well, maybe you could hang it from the rear view mirror in the car. and. <laughs> Emma and I are looking at him like, <laughs> really? <laughs> but because he, he didn't have a place in him to believe that she wanted to have a child and would have a child, he couldn't even see what those moccasins meant. That's, that's a funny story to me, but, but aren't we all doing the same thing? What is it that you would, would make such a huge difference in your life, but you can't even believe that it's possible? I know there are some people here that have talked about, you know, oh, I, I'd love to get up and speak like you do, but I could never do that. Trust me, I didn't always do that. It is a learnable skill. <laughs> But if there's something in your heart that's calling to you, whatever it might be, if it's in your heart, it's a seed of desire, and it means that you have what you need to make that happen. You have to step out on the yellow brick road and head in that direction. But you have the intelligence, you have the imagination, you have the intuition, you have what it takes to create what you want to create in your life. We as a community, we have a dream. We want to create a center where we have so much happening in terms of spirituality and growth and awakening. And we don't know how to do that. But what we know is that collectively we have what it takes. When we spend time in meditation, whether it's a few minutes like we do on the Sunday service or it's a longer time, which hopefully everyone does on their own. When we do that, we are changing our brains. We are nourishing them with the light of all that is. We're unplugging from the disaster channel and we're nourishing our brains. We are opening the door to unlimited imagination. That's what meditation does for us. 
We've all had the experience, right, of, oh, what am I going to do about blah, 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 whatever it is. And then we're getting a shower and we're relaxing and washing our hair and it's, water feels so good and boom, there's that idea, right? It just comes when we are unplugged. So really make a resolution. If you're not already meditating, start meditating. There's so many resources out there. So many resources. Know that you have what it takes. We all do. And let's get busy and get on down that road.